Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats. This one's going to be a blast. Some big minor league baseball news that will change the course of baseball for a long time to come. Pujols keeps chasing history. So does Aaron Judge. Power rankings. Team of the week. This one's going to be fun. Let's go. What's up, my friends? I am joined today by producer Taylor, who is back out here. And, you know, I, I don't really care what everyone else says. He isn't the worst. Um, he, he's actually pretty good. And I'm happy to have him back out here. So, Taylor, just don't listen to what everybody else says. And just do you, buddy. You know, the Twitter comments, they're hurtful, but <laughs> I'm not letting it get to me. You know, I'm just going to go out there and do my best. So that's all that's all I can ask and all you can ask of yourself is to do your best. Um, I want to start with minor league baseball. And, and this is near and dear to my heart. Minor league baseball is unionizing. They will now be a part of the MLB PA. And uh, it just it fills my heart with joy. Because for so long, minor league baseball players haven't been treated the way that they should and haven't been treated like professional athletes, really. And now, uh, in a monumental uh, ruling, and uh, this, is, this is a big, big week for baseball as a whole. Uh, minor league baseball is unionizing. The next step is negotiating a CBA deal, a collective bargaining agreement, as we all saw over the offseason with... Uh, the Major League Baseball, you know, with MLB and the MLBPA. But now, Minor League Baseball will be doing that. And hopefully, and the assumption is it won't be near as big of a struggle as it was to come up with one over the offseason. But the hope is for Minor League Baseball to have a new CBA as we head into the 2023 Minor League Baseball season. And this is, this is a huge deal. The MLBPA... So the Major League Baseball Players Association, the union, has been around for over half a century. Over 50 years they have been around, and they have represented players on the 40-man roster and only players on the 40-man roster. So now that is changing, and they are going to be representing about 4x more, four times more players with minor league baseball players joining. Um, and the hope here is to increase salary, the average minor league baseball player makes a disgusting $12,000 a year average. My first year in professional baseball and most people's first year, you make around $6,000. Actually, every, everybody makes the same thing, really, on your first professional deal. Now, you can make $10 million as a signing bonus, or you can make $5 as a signing bonus. But once you get into the season, you're all pretty much making the same amount of money. The average minor league baseball player is making $12,000 a year. That 
is not a livable salary, especially when you have expenses, if you have a wife, if you have kids, if you have payments, if you have debt from college. That's not a livable wage. I have friends that ended up becoming big leaguers that had to ask family members and uncles and dads and moms and cousins and whoever they could for money to to be able to pay for gas to get to the field because they'd get to the gas pump and they didn't have enough money in their account to pay for it. So hopefully, more money coming to minor league baseball players. President Joe Biden himself tweeted about this. Congratulations to our country's minor league baseball players on a historic, swift, and overdue organizing victory. And to Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association for taking this critical step. Every worker is entitled to be treated with dignity and respect on the job and on the field. Like I said, this is very near and dear to my heart because many people don't really understand the way that minor league baseball players are treated, and I lived it for five years. And you're not treated poorly in a sense of, you know, the coaching staff and the organization um, treats you poorly. No, it's just the, the, the way you live as a professional athlete. When you become a professional baseball player, you are in the 0.0001% of your profession. You are at the very top tier echelon of what you do, yet you're getting paid not a livable wage, less than minimum wage, and you're expected to be at the field from, this is what, I could go on forever about this. But you end up getting paid because it's a part-time apprenticeship really poorly. Guess what? You're playing a game from 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Okay. Well, guess what? If I don't show up to the field at noon and stay until an hour after the game, I'm not going to make it very long in the organization. Not only because I'm not getting the work in that I need to, but because the organization will release you on the spot because you're not showing up when you're supposed to show up. I'm at the field for 12 hours a day. Every day. One year I played 142 games in 150 days. 142 games in 150 days, showing up for 12 hours a day at the field. And I made $7,000 that year. And guess what? You can't have an off-season job because you have workouts that you're expected to complete. And that takes a long time. And then you're expected to go hit and to go throw. It's an all-day process getting ready for spring training. You're expected to do that. In fact, they check up on you to make sure you're doing that. And they'll call your off-season trainer and make sure that's all happening. This is a full-time job. And I am so happy that this has happened. This is a huge day, a huge win for the game of Major League Baseball. You may say, okay, it's minor league baseball. I don't care. I watch Major League Baseball. This matters because now for a long time coming, players players are affected by this. And players can stay in an organization longer. Players will choose baseball more because it's better conditions. You're getting paid better. If you're given a choice, let's let's use Kyler Murray as an example. If you're given a choice to go be a quarterback in the NFL or you're a first-round outfielder for the Oakland A's, well, he chose to go play football, and there's a lot of decisions that go into that. But one, you're not guaranteed to make the big leagues, but two, it's a grind in the minor leagues, and you're getting paid next to nothing. Well, now that will be fixed. Living arrangements are hope, hopefully getting improved. Travel being improved 
food being improved, um, training being improved. This is a huge win for minor league baseball and baseball as a whole. Taylor, this is a big deal for me. I'm, I'm, I am really excited about this. Yeah, it's long overdue. My brother played in the minors. Many friends played in the minors. People just don't get it. Like At the end of the day, it ends up being players are paid about $2 an hour for the amount of time that they put in. And then you talk about it in the offseason, like what job are you going to get? Yeah. You gonna go be a gardener? It's yeah, it's long overdue, and I'm I'm happy that it's finally coming to an end. Hopefully. When you mention friends that played minor league baseball, do you think I'm one of those? Of course. Yes. Okay. BFFs? Who knows? That's we'll find like, out. Uh people that haven't played minor league baseball very long. One, Mike Trout. Two, Shohei Otani, because he quite literally didn't play minor league baseball. And those two guys, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, are not slowing down Mike Trout entering Sunday a day which he had a scheduled off day has hit six home runs in six consecutive games now that's not six home runs in every game that would that'd be a lot of home he's hit one home run in six consecutive games breaking the all-time Angels franchise record and the all-time record in history is eight eight held by Ken Griffey Jr. being one of those, Don Mattingly being one of those, and old Dale Long being one of those. So he's two games away from doing that. Will he get there? Who knows? But the odds of him getting to six and breaking the all-time record weren't very good. So we will see as we head into this new week if Trout can continue on this historic stretch. But, man, this guy is in fuego. And I think earlier this year, let's not forget, one, let's just not forget that Mike Trout is the greatest player of this current generation. The 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 next generation after the Albert Pujolses of the world and the Miguel Cabreras, it is the generation of Mike Trout. Do not get that twisted. And Mike Trout to start this year was proving just why he has been the greatest player in baseball for a decade now. But then he started struggling. And I think a big reason for that was the injury that he ended up missing time for because now he's back, he's healthy, it appears, and he is just absolutely raking. So are the Angels going to make the playoffs? No. But is Mike Trout really hot and I'm excited to watch him in the World Baseball Classic? Also, yes. If he can stay this hot for the rest of the year and throughout the World Baseball Classic, big things are coming for Team USA. I believe that. Angels PR tweeted this, the last MLB player with a six-plus game home run streak was Joey Votto. He did seven straight games for the Reds in 2021. I actually remember that. That was wild. Well, of course I remember it. That was last year. Um, The last AL player with six-plus game home run streak was Kendris Morales, seven straight games in 2018. So Trout is in some rarefied air here. Uh, So it's the Angels franchise record. It also breaks the 45-year-old Angels record set by Bobby Bonds. You might have heard of his son, Barry. He was pretty good at baseball as well. Trout is the first major leaguer to homer in six straight games since Votto. Um, This is a big deal. And Mike Trout is Mike Trout for a reason. So good for him. Let's hope he keeps going throughout the week, but time will tell. His teammate, Shohei Otani. Oh, just a man on a mission right now. And his mission is to win the MVP award. He has said himself that that is 
a big part of his motivation this late in the year. The team's not going to make the playoffs, um, but he is motivated motivated by this MVP race going on with him and Aaron Judge. On Saturday, another great performance on the mound. Five innings pitched, one earned run, seven strikeouts against the best team in the American League, the Houston Astros. But he gets pulled out of the game. He goes back out for a sixth inning, and he's warming up for that sixth inning, and he gets taken out. There's a blister on his index finger. Blisters have plagued him in the past. I'm going to do a full deep dive on on all of this on tomorrow's episode when I do this week in Otani news. But removed via the blister on his index finger. But in that game, he hit 101.4 miles an hour, the hardest strikeout pitch for an angel uh, in the pitch tracking era. You know what's funny about that? You hear the pitch tracking era, and you're like, man, how long is that? 2008. It's 2008, which isn't the craziest thing in the world. But, hey, it's a long time, and that's still pretty impressive. Shohei Otani comes out of the game after calling out the trainers. It appears to be a blister. Another dominant start against the best team in the American League comes to an abrupt end. Hope he's okay. Now, he did stay in to hit. He stayed in that game to hit for the rest of the game. So the blister, hopefully he came out before it became too big of an issue. He did stay in to hit. And then he hits on Sunday and just rakes. This guy is unbelievable. And the fact that I can sit here and talk about Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, and they are the best players in Major League Baseball, but yet we're looking at their season coming to an end here in less than a month now, it's sad. That's all there is to it. And as a fan of baseball, all of you should be sad as well. We are watching history. Night in and night out. We are watching the best baseball player in the world for the last decade named Mike Trout. And we are watching arguably the best talent that has ever played baseball in its history. And they're on the same team. Yet they can't sniff the playoffs. That is frustrating. And that needs to change. This Angels organization needs to make some changes and they need to get into the playoffs or this is all going to come crashing down and it's all going to change. You have Mike Trout wrapped up for years to come, but you do not with Shohei. And you don't want to lose the greatest talent that the game has seen. You don't want to lose that guy. But a great week for those two. Shohei, a great weekend. Saturday and Sunday was dominant. And Trout, a home run in six consecutive games as we march into this new week. Speaking of home runs and chasing history, these two guys, Albert Pujols and Aaron Judge, continue to be on the march for history. I want to start with Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols just keeps going. He is at 600 and 97 home runs. He has passed Alex Rodriguez and is now in sole possession of the fourth most home runs in the history of baseball. He is three away from 700, would be the fourth player ever to get 700 home runs. Only three have done it. Babe Ruth, Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, and this could be the next, Albert Pujols. He is three away Please, Albert, please get this done. 
I need it to happen. He is the greatest hitter of his generation. It's unbelievable that he just keeps going with two more home runs. So he's at 697. With two more home runs, he'd be just the second player ever to have a 20-plus home run season at age 42 or older, joining Barry Bonds, who did so in, 27, or in 2007, when he had 28 home runs. Please, I would have thought two months ago that there's no chance, and the only chance that Albert Pujols would have to get 700 home runs would be coming back next year and playing another month or two of the season and getting it done, Mr. 3000 style. But post-All-Star game, he has been on an Albert Pujols in his prime-esque tear. He has been tearing it up. He has put himself into a position to get this done. A month ago, he started heating up. And you start thinking, okay, this is gonna like this is becoming a cooler story, but really there's no way. And then he keeps going. And now it's to the point where I'm believing. And now I'm gonna be just sad if it doesn't happen. I need it to happen. Three more for Albert Pujols. And I tweeted this the other day as well. This is important. The St. Louis Cardinals have a big lead in their division. Big lead. The division's all but wrapped up. It is time to put Albert Pujols in the starting lineup every single game for the rest of the season. Make it happen. Get him those at-bats. This isn't all that I tweeted because that would be too many characters. This is exactly what I tweeted. Enough is enough. All hands on deck with Albert Pujols. You have an eight-game lead in the division. He's four home runs away from 700 in his last season. Now it's three away. Start him every game. Let's go. The guy's production, by the way, is still there. He's in the games he is starting. He got, you know, he had a multi-hit game the other day. He had a double. He had a homer. And then in home run 697, they were losing 2-1 to one in the ninth inning. He hits a home run. They end up winning that game. I mean, this guy is producing unlike we have seen from him for years now. So put him in the starting lineup. This is important. You've won the division. This is important for one of probably the greatest player in franchise history. And it's important to your team. It's important to the fans of baseball. It's important to Albert Pujols. Let's get this through the finish line. Let's make this happen. And getting one one at bat for the rest of the year, let's say there's 20 games left, getting one at bat isn't going to cut it. But getting four at bats in those 20 games, well, guess what? That's a lot more at bats. (laughs) That's what needs to happen. Marmol needs to put him in the starting lineup every single day, and we need to get Albert Pujols over the finish line. He is three home runs away from the mark of 700. Aaron Judge also continues to march towards history. 55 homers, six away from 61. He needs 62 to break the record, Roger Maris's record of 61, which is the American League record. 
His pace has slowed a little bit over the past few days. I, we're on pace now for him to get right around that mark. His current pace is 63 homers, which would tie him with Sammy, or Sammy Sosa's at 64, and he has the fifth most in a single season in history. So we're falling a little bit off of that pace now, dropping back to 63. At one point, we were up to 65, but he's gone a few games in a row without getting there now. I'm still hopeful he gets there. I think he can get there. What we've seen from Aaron Judge all year long is he'll fall off of the pace that he had been on, and he'll go three or four games without hitting a home run. The entire world will freak out, and then that next day he hits two home runs in a game, and he's right back on pace. I think he can get it done as well. I am hopeful. There is a little bit of drama here, if you will. I don't know if drama is the way to go about it, but Roger Maris's son has gotten involved here. And in his eyes, in the eyes of his family, Roger Maris holds the all-time record. They don't view Barry Bonds's record as the actual record, which, to be fair, I probably wouldn't either if I was the Maris's. But let's, let's be honest here. Barry Bonds's home run record of 73 is the record. And Aaron Judge has talked about this in the past and and has uh it's been thrown at him that is is Roger Maris's record the all-time record and he said no it's Barry Bonds he doubled down again on that this past week and says um he said that was a pretty unreal year that's a hard number to catch Aaron Judge on Barry Bonds's home run record set in 2001 he also said that he believes the real record is Barry Bonds Barry Bonds is 73 He said, I grew up in California. That's the record. I grew up watching Barry Bonds. He set the record. It's his, and I am chasing him. Obviously, passing Roger Maris is a feat that he wants to get done. I want to get done. I hope he sets the all-time American League single-season home run record. But it wouldn't be the all-time record. Um Judge said, this is a John Heyman tweet. Judge says Bonds' home run record is the real record. Judge grew up in Northern California watching Bonds. Maris's son expresses disappointment about Judge's opinion. You know what's not bothering Aaron Judge at this point in the year? Roger Maris's son's opinion. That's, I don't think that's going to hold him back from getting this done. What do you think, Taylor? No, I don't think so either. I think he's more worried about getting wins and clinching up that division for the Yankees, but I don't think uh, Maris's son is necessarily at the top of the priority of his concerns right now. I don't think when Aaron Judge falls asleep at night, he's thinking, man, I sure disappointed Roger Maris's son. And that's no knock to Roger Maris's son. If, if my dad held the single-season Yankees home run record, which he does not. He holds the record for most dad jokes told in the corn at the Field of Dreams in Iowa, which is a great record in itself. Now, if somebody came along and claimed that they broke the record, I, I wouldn't allow it. I'd say, no, no, you didn't. My dad's record is the record. So I get where he's coming from. But come on, like really in the middle of all of this, you're going to come out and say you're disappointed in Aaron Judge? Come on. What are we doing? I don't know. I hope he gets it done. I hope both of those guys get it done. Aaron Judge marching towards history. 
Albert Pujols marching towards history as well. Let's get it done. All right, it is Monday, which means one thing and one thing only. It is time for my top 10 Major League Baseball power rankings. Let's get started at number 10 with a team that I am very disappointed in, the San Diego Padres. Oh, man, where do I begin? Um, They're struggling. I think they can figure it out and get into the playoffs. They are hanging on by a thread in this top 10. I think they can get there, but they haven't been playing great lately. But this team has all of the makings of being very successful and being a good team. Can they get it done? I don't know, but they're here at number 10. Let's move on to number nine. At number nine, I have the Toronto Blue Jays. The Blue Jays have been hot. They have been very good lately. They continue to be on a roll. They're 78 and 61. The offense is rolling. Bo Bichette is on fire. This is what this team needs to do. They just need to outslug everybody, and they have been doing just that lately. The Toronto Blue Jays are at number nine. Moving on to number eight, the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays are 78 and 59. They have played themselves back into the division. They have put themselves in a great spot to make the playoffs. I do believe they make the playoffs, whether it be via the wild card, which is the most likely scenario, or the division, which is much less likely. But they're at least within reach now, and they they got there by playing uh, really good baseball of late. They're here at number eight. Moving on to number seven, the Seattle Mariners. The Sa- Seattle Mariners are 78 and 61 since the trade deadline passed which is August 3rd, no team has a better road win percentage than the Mariners. You know what's a big part of winning on the road? Pitching. Shutting people down. And that is what makes this Mariners team so dangerous, is that they have guys in the rotation that can just shut you down. Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray, Logan Gilbert are the names I keep mentioning, but George Kirby has been unbelievable lately. This guy is dominant. I don't know if they get into the playoffs, which I think they can and will, what they're going to do with George Kirby, if they're going to throw him out there for a start or if they're going to put his nastiness in the bullpen. Either way, they got some good arms, and that's the reason they're able to win so much on the road. Moving on to number six, the New York Yankees. The Yankees are back up this list a little bit from where they were last week, starting to play better baseball than they had been, 84-56. and Um, The Yankees have been struggling since the all-star break that's probably the best word for what's been happening they have been very bad but in the last week or so they've started to play better baseball Aaron Judge has just put the team on his back and said hey guys let's go and he's done just that they've also been really dominant late in games which has been huge for them late in games this season posting the second best run differential in the majors in innings seven through nine at plus 66 that's pretty good and pretty important when you're when you're struggling. So the Yankees are starting to figure it out, but they're still here at number six. Let's move on. Number five, I have the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals and Albert Pujols just keep going. They're getting close. 83 and 58, they're getting close to the playoffs. Pujols is getting close to 700. Good vibes happening right now in St. Louis. 83 and 58. Since the trade deadline, no team has had a better win percentage than the Cardinals. 730. 
since the trade deadline. Let's move on to number four, the Atlanta Braves, who briefly, and I do mean briefly, passed the New York Mets for first place in the NL East this year for the first time in a long, long time. They're 87 and 52. Um, they passed the Mets for one night. Friday night, they passed them. Saturday night, the Mets took it back over. We are in for a doozy of a playoff race, a divisional battle in the NL East for the rest of the year. The Braves are 87 and 52. Since May 31st, the Braves have the best record in the majors at 64 and 26. They are the only team in that time frame with a winning percentage above 700. They're here at number four. Moving on to number three, the team that has been ahead of them most of the year and is still just barely in front of them, the New York Mets, 89 and 52. They are one of just two teams in Major League Baseball that has not lost more than three consecutive games this season. The only other team to do that, the Atlanta Braves. The Mets are dominant. They are a very good team. Them and the Braves are going to be great entertainment throughout the rest of the year. Uh, so they are here at three and four. Moving on to number two, the Houston Astros. The Houston Astros are the first American League team to 90 wins. They are one of just two teams with 90 wins in all of baseball, the other being the Dodgers. They are 90 and 50 on the year. 90 and 50. And on Sunday, they got to that 90-win mark. Took down the Angels in dominant fashion. They are looking good. They are well on their way to being the number one seed in the American League come playoff time. But moving on to my final team, the number one team in this week's top 10 Major League Baseball power rankings, the Los Angeles Dodgers. 96-43, and 43, just dominance until Sunday they were the only team in Major League Baseball that was even at the 90 win mark and they've been there for quite a bit of time the Dodgers are dominant they continue to do it on every side of the ball it seems like at some point everybody in their lineup has just carried the team and been on fire whether it be Mookie Betts on a ridiculous run Freddie Freeman Max Muncy's playing unbelievable right now this team has guys that are capable of carrying on their own. And then when you put it all together and a few of them are hot at the same time, well, you get a team that is going to finish well over 100 wins on the season. They are also the first team in Major League Baseball to clinch a playoff spot. So congratulations to the Dodgers. We knew it was coming. It was just a formality at a certain point. The Dodgers have gotten in the playoffs, and they round out this week's top 10 Major League Baseball power rankings. All right, from the top teams in Major League Baseball to my team of the week, let's head on over here to the board and do the Flippin' Bats team of the week, where every week I go position by position, picking the best player at each spot throughout the week. Let's start, as always, with catcher Yadier Molina. Molina just continues to put himself in a time portal and go back in time. 429 on the week. Two homers. An OPS of just under 1,400. The leaders of the St. Louis Cardinals are Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina. You thought it was Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. No, no, no. Think again. Over at first base, my first base on team of the week is Freddie Freeman. 
Freddie Freeman hit 526 this week. 526. That is over 500. That means in more than half of his at-bats, this guy was getting a hit this week. Three of them were home runs. An OPS of over 1,600. A 1.671 OPS for Freddie Freeman on the week. He's my first baseman. Let's move on over to second base. My second baseman, Vaughn Grissom. Vaughn Grissom, 467, a 500 on-base percentage, a home run. I love this guy. I love what the Braves are doing with their young studs. They wouldn't be in the position they are with, yes, the two front runners for Rookie of the Year, Spencer Strider and Michael Harris II. But Grissom and some of the other young guys are a big part of that. Let's move over to third base. My third baseman on the team of the week, Eduardo Escobar. Escobar, 524, two homers, an OPS of 1,400. These guys are raking this week, by the way. A lot of guys over 500 on this week's team of the week, and Eduardo Escobar is just another one of those guys. The Mets and the Braves are in the middle of a division clash, and Escobar is doing his part. Let's move on over to shortstop. My shortstop on team of the week, of course, Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette, 536, five homers, 13 RBIs, an OPS of 1.852. If you're rounding up, which you should, we'll just say it's an OPS of pretty close to 1,900 on the on the week. Unbelievable. Bo Bichette started off the year slow, heated up, and this week he has just caught fire, and he was unbelievable. Let's head on out to the outfield. Three outfielders, regardless of position, just Three outfielders. First up, we will start with Dalton Varsho. Dalton Varsho, I love this guy. I wish there were more ways to talk about him and to praise him because this guy is a catcher that's also playing a great center field for the Diamondbacks. 333 on the week, four home runs, an OPS of 1.3333333. He's been killing it. A versatile player, a very exciting guy to watch. Get you a guy that can be a good catcher and a great center fielder and hit four home runs on the week. That guy's Dalton Varsho. Next up in the outfield, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge continues his tear. 500 on the week, two more home runs to add on to his total. An OPS of 1.543 on the week. He continues to march towards that number. We need him to get there. 61 ties the record. 62 breaks it. 55 home runs on the year now, and he added two more to that total this week. My last spot in the outfield. Well, that goes to Mike Trout, and this was an easy decision. Six home runs in a row on the week. Six games in a row with a home run is probably a better way to say that. 450 batting average on the week. An 1,800 OPS on the week itself. So from last Sunday to Saturday, five home runs. But a home run in every single game of the week. It's hard to do much better than that. They had five games on the week. He hit a home run in every single game. Pretty impressive. Eight RBIs on the week as well. Mike Trout, just out there doing Mike Trout. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Things. Let's head on down to my designated hitter on my team of the week, which is Max Muncy. If Max Muncy can start hitting as this Dodgers team heads towards the playoffs, watch out. He has been really hot lately, 539 batting average on the week, three home runs, an OPS of 1846. Struggling this year, yes. But all of that just goes out the window if he can produce in the playoffs. And if he's doing anything like this, the Max Muncy of old being back, well, watch out. Max Muncy, a fantastic week. He's my designated hitter. Let's get to the pitchers. On the mound, my starting pitcher, Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn was 2-0 on the week, 16 strikeouts in 13 innings, not a single earned run, and only six hits on the week. If you don't watch, if you've never watched Lance Lynn pitch, like really pitch, really watch his games, he is one of the most exciting pitchers to watch just because of his antics. He won't even have to know a guy, but he will cuss you out. He will flick you off. Walking off the mound, it does not matter. He is so much fun to watch. Friend of the pod, by the way. Great dude. Great week. Starting pitcher on my team of the week. Rounding this out, my closer on this team of the week, Jordan Romano of the Toronto Blue Jays. Two saves, two innings, four strikeouts, zero earned runs, and two hits. Jordan Romano is one of the best closers in the game of baseball. And he continues to show that all he needs is a few more save opportunities. And now the Blue Jays are getting that for them. So this rounds out this week's team of the week. But now, before we move on to what's next, drum roll, please. It is time for my Flippin' Bats pod player of the week. And it is Mike Trout of the Los Angeles Angels. Mike Trout, a home run in every single game this week didn't miss one 450 average on the week five homers eight rbis an ops of 1800 and he actually has six games in a row dating back to the week prior with a home run so he broke the all-time angels record for consecutive games with a home run he is at six the all-time record is eight held by king griffey jr Don Mattingly, two of the three names in there. What a week. Do not forget how good this guy is. Over the last decade, Mike Trout has been the best player in the game of baseball. He is back now, he is healthy, and he is doing Mike Trout things. And when Mike Trout's doing Mike Trout things, well, you have yourself the Flippin' Bats Pod Player of the Week, which is probably the most prestigious award and honor that he has received in his entire career, in my opinion. But he's my player of the week. That rounds out my team of the week. And that brings a close to this Monday episode of Flippin' Bats Pod. This was a fun one. Power rankings, team of the week in every Monday. But some great storylines. Congratulations to Albert Pujols. Moving past Alex Rodriguez. Let's get there. Three more for Pujols. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, Apple, Spotify, wherever it may be, hit that subscribe button. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch 
every single episode on this beautiful set on YouTube at Flippin' Bats Pod. Thank you all for listening. I will see you tomorrow for another episode of Flippin' Bats. Peace.